0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster 8 Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down, so I'm going through and getting all the music removed, so you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show, Um, if I'm not able to cut around it. Like, sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh... Yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when I was saying that Spotify anchor loud music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This is, whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support all the fun stuff. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Monsterate the pilot, the podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is Sunday, so it is time for the five songs of the week. It's time for some sports talk. It's time for some movie talk, some TV talk, and most importantly, it's time for some real talk. Uh, it is also the celebration of two years of sobriety for myself. Just passed that last night. So great for me, good for me, wonderful for me. Um... Yeah, thank you for all those who've been reaching out today and uh, you know sending me well wishes and some gradu- congratulations. Uh, it means the world to me, it really does. Opening song tonight is Santana and Rob Thomas with "Smooth." Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ba 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 ba. My man. <laughs> Great song, wonderful song. I realize I forgot to tell you, uh, Curtis Mayfield. Moving on up was the, uh, or move on up was the song that opened the Wednesday uh, edition of the podcast this past week. I Forgot to do that. I feel bad for Curtis Mayfield, who's one of the greats. Oh uh, yeah, but smooth tonight, which very apt because it is so freaking hot outside, isn't it? Gee whiz, like it's like ninety seven or some ridiculous stuff. You can't, shouldn't be doing that. Late summer, man. Late summer. No, had, you know, had a good time yesterday. Good time yesterday. Uh, you know, like I said, thank you f- once again. I, I I really can't say enough about everybody who's been reaching out with kind words for two years of sobriety. Which, like I said, when I started, way beyond any of my wildest dreams. So uh, thank you all those people who've done it for me. Um, had a good time in Cincinnati yesterday. Going down after work, uh, hanging out with some friends I haven't seen in a while. Jr. As uh, uh, my sweet little teeny tiny baby Katie, which I think was her nickname that I called her in high school. Um, I actually don't think I made a different Katie. There's a lot of Katie's back in the day. and Maybe she wasn't that one. <laughs> it's, it's a good nickname though, right? Teeny tiny baby Katie. It rolls off the tongue, it's good. Um, and then uh, my other friend. Uh, which one was it? Oh shit. I feel horrible right now. Um, maybe he's not a friend. I, I can't remember his fucking name. I mean, I know him, his sister's Katie. His mom's Beth. His dad's... Danny? Or is it David? No, it's Danny. Can't remember his name. Shit. Eh, poor guy. <laughs> his name is Justin. I'm fucking with him. <laughs> oh, it was a good game. Hell is real. I mean, it was, it was a wonderful finish. Uh, the 2-2 game. Uh, Columbus played like dog shit in the first half. Sports talk. How about that? We'll just jump right into it. Sports talk. Um, sports talk. Sports talk. Yeah, I've got the soundboard working, so we're gonna get really annoying for a while. Me playing around with these fucking weird noises that I can make now. <laughs> Sports talk. yes, two two. Columbus was awful in the first half. Absolutely awful. Completely disjointed. No connection between the midfield and the attacking play. I think we were playing a four two three one. And it was it was not good. It was not good. And um, Columbus got or Cincinnati got a goal. Really off of nothing counterattacked, Minsa out of complete like completely out of position. Excuse me. Then uh, Dejanic gets absolutely nutmeg when it's just, you cannot get nutmegged in that situation. It's really poor defending. Um, then they got a goal back off a blatantly offside goal, which was wonderful to watch Cincinnati fans have a fucking meltdown about. It was beautiful, even though he was about a whole like yard and a half offside. <laughs> Not sure they let that one slide. But then they immediately got the goal back, went up 2 1. And then uh, Steven Marrera, the hero of the night. Comes in in the 90, uh, 96th minute and puts a goal and puts the ball in the back of the net. Place went fucking wild. I think I lost my sunglasses that I was wearing last night. The glasses I took, I don't know what happened to them. I, I think I lost them in the celebration. I think that's what happened. Um, You know, it was great. Then, of course, you know, Cincinnati, being the Cincinnati, you know, trash they or <laughs> FC Cincinnati fans. Lowest filth in the fucking world, let me tell you. <laughs> um, No, they got like all... You know, they start throwing fucking, like, cans and shit onto the field. And King fucking Cucho. King Cucho catches one out of midair and fucking chugs it. Gross. Super gross, but super fucking cool at the same time. (laughs) And then something was happening uh, right in front of us. Um, We were up, like, upper deck, so, like, below the deck. I'm not sure if they were still chucking stuff or whatever, but Caleb Porter, the coach for the crew, tried to go into the fucking stands. He was trying to get into the stands after somebody. And uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's cool. Like this, that just to watch the heartbreak and all the shit Justin was talking. You know that that guy. You know he kept trying to ask about. You know you got to be honest with. I'm like, nah, I don't have to be honest about nothing. I can tell you whatever the fuck I think. <laughs> nah. No, nah, but it's cool. It was cool to go to a different stadium. I mean, it's the third best MLS stadium I've been to, is the uh, TQL stadium, and, you know, down there. I mean, I've only ever been to two MLS stadiums. It's the third best I've been to, you know. I did see that uh, Charmin was one of the sponsors for the stadium, and I thought it was that because the place was a fucking toilet. Oh, oh with a whole bunch of little pieces of shit in it. <laughs> God, it's so much fun to talk it. Uh No, but it was a good time. I hadn't seen, uh, Katie or Justin in a long time. A couple years at least. Um, yeah, it was always good to see him. Me and Katie talked about some old stuff days. Like, uh, I guess apparently... I had a party when I was, like, 16 for my birthday. 15, 16, I can't remember what age. And she said that was her first house party. It wasn't much of a house party. We didn't even fucking drink, that I remember. Um, so, cool. That was really cool. And she mentioned, like, something like... I can't remember how it happened. Um... I had to go get something from my aunt's house, who lived across the street. My aunt Mary, and for some reason, her and another one of her friends—I think it was Julie—went with me to go get it. I don't know why. I have no idea why they went with me. I can't remember anymore because it's so weird. Because we had to like walk down the road to do it. I can't remember. It's weird. Whatever. It was good to see them. I had to do the Irish goodbye though at the end of the night because you know it was like midnight. I still had like to drive back to Columbus to work today. And I was just, uh, I don't know, it was just, uh, like, uh, it was getting late. You know, I want to say my goodbyes. I didn't know if Justin was still there or not. Katie was kind in a conversation with her husband or with uh, her husband's friends. I'm not sure. I just told Jerome, hey, man, I'm out of here. And then I, peace the fuck out. <laughs> That's just kind of what I do. I'm still really bad with the Irish goodbye. If we're out and you're in the middle of something, I'm not going to interrupt to say goodbye. I'm just going to bounce. I don't know why. I just, its it's awkward. It's awkward, right? I think it's really awkward to have, like, break up somebody's conversation to say peace out, or, you know, hey, see you later. I don't know, I think it's, I mean, I haven't seen, you know, I I feel like, uh, if I did that or whatever, and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, see you later, or something like that, it'd just be really awkward, so, I don't know, I had to get the fuck out of there. I walked back to my car and drove back. My dinner last night was, uh, beef jerky and a candy bar. (laughs) It was rough. Everywhere was closed. I, I thought, like, all the fast food restaurants were back to being open like 2 a.m., and uh, they're not, and uh, that was rough. So uh, I felt like garbage all day today, which is not good. No, nah, but I got to celebrate two years sobriety in a cool way. Go to Hell is Real too. Good game. Wasn't as good as Liverpool yesterday, pulling off a 9. 9. 9 is fine. 9 nothing. 9-0 nine win over Bournemouth. Absolutely wonderful. Seeing Bobby Dazzler. Play some Bobby Dazzler stuff. Two goals, three assists. Shit, son. Hundredth goal for the club. It was on a no-look goal too. Fucking legend. I absolutely love Bobby Dazzler. And then like the the most important part, really, is that we scored nine goals and Mo was not involved in any of them. No assists. Like you know, I guess the only one you kind of see was like he put the cross in. There was one that we got heavily deflection that Bobby uh puts in the back of the net. That's like the closest thing he got to like a goal contribution. So like really. That was awesome. Great goal by Trent, long-range strike. It seems like he's kind of moving a little way forward more into the midfield. Um, that could be the evolution. If Calvin Ramsey ends up being a really good right back, I could really see maybe our uh, situation at midfield being solved by Trent moving there. I mean, the, his dead ball delivery, his long-range technique really could take us to a different level. And just make, Maybe it's the next evolution for Liverpool. Maybe we don't need to sign somebody. Maybe we just need somebody to take over at right back for Trent and Trent move into the midfield. I don't know. I don't know anything. I know Portsmouth won yesterday, 1-0. I can't remember who they played. Uh, Top of the league. Top of the league right now, so continue the playoff push, or at least the promotion push, hopefully uh, automatic promotion. Don't have to deal with the playoffs because you never know. It's just a fucking gamble at that point. Then uh, Preston North End went 0-0 again. Preston North End is top, I think they're 10th right now. One win, five draws. There has been a total of one goal scored in their six games this season. One nil win. That's it. They have yet to lose. They have yet to concede in the league so far this season. That's <laughs> that's pretty wild. And like I said, the uh, manager supposed to be very attack-minded. So I don't I don't know. At least he's got the defense kind of sorted out. Great defenses can take you up sometimes. They can kind of keep you on the top half of the table. So you know, say so keep collecting points, keep your safety in there. I don't know if they'll make the. They need. Uh, yeah, they need to get some form of uh, offense going because. You can't score one goal over six games and continue to think you're going to pull out results. Uh, anyone else? Anything else in the sports world? I don't think so, but yeah, Hell of Real was, was fun. That stadium did get rocking a couple times last night. It was pretty cool. Uh, some uh, they, I don't know if they oversold tickets or what they did, but crew fans had taken over the whole section of the area we were in. And it wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be, like, the section over. And then our seats were given away. And this guy kept trying to say, oh, you know, they, this is the deck part. And I'm like, no, it's not, man. No, it's not. This is literally our seats and whatever. And I started going. I went in my punk rock days and started scouting out the other seats I would just steal from other people. You know, saying, oh, you know. Because, really, that's one thing you learn from. Well, there's two things you learn at punk rock shows that I always take with me. One, you don't wear the fucking band's t-shirt to the show. So, you know, last night I wasn't wearing crew stuff. I wasn't. I was just wearing a cool shirt. Just because, you know what? If shit goes down, nobody's going to be able to pick me out. Because at the end of the night, whenever we're about to leave, the guy tried to stop. was like, hey, man, you know, we want to keep, like, you know, you guys up here until basically the stadium kind of clears out, then you can go. I'm like, I'm not even wearing a Columbus shirt. Like, no Cincinnati fans going to get my fucking face because they won't even realize I'm a Columbus fan. Or a Cincinnati fan won't get my face because they won't know I'm a Columbus fan. And if they get in JR's face, I'll fucking drop their ass. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> and then the other thing my punk rock days you just walk with confidence to wherever you want to go and nobody's going to ask you a fucking question it's it's pretty great it's worked like 90 percent of the time i've been backstage a couple places when i had no backstage pass just because i just kind of acted like i was supposed to be there sometimes that's all it takes is just acting like you're supposed to be there so there was like a whole row of seats I'm like that's the spot right there and then that's spot number two Spot number three is right over here. That's what you gotta do. You pick up three spots because if you sit in that one first spot, and says, so "Oh, these are our seats," like, "Oh, no, yeah, you no know, problem." You move. Then you move to that second spot. Then if you get kicked out of the second spot, you go to the third spot. I mean, really, you know? Because if the usher's like, "Hey, you can't sit there," I'm like, "Hey, how about you?" Uh, you know, these were our seats, and they got given away by the, some other guys. So what the fuck are you gonna do about it? You know, Justin got our seats. He should have been fighting for it, though, to get an upgrade. That's what he should have been. Hey, give us some club seat. Get us, uh, get us a uh, pitch side there, pal. <laughs> nah, no, But it's good to see people. Justin got weird, because he's weird. <laughs> At one point, I'm so glad you called me your friend. <laughs> I love Justin. He's a great guy. Good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. I'm gonna be so goddamn annoying with that for a while. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh also, happy birthday to my good pal Tim. I haven't talked to him for like a decade, but yeah, good pal Tim turned the big up 4-0. Uh, I think earlier this week, I think he came into Columbus or something and hung out with Dan and the boys. Uh, partied it up. I think he's, you know, didn't have his walker just yet, but he's getting there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good guy Tim. Great guy Tim. Wonderful guy Tim. And then, uh, I feel like something else was going on. I don't know. Who cares? I guess it's not important. Um. What else is going on in the world of Brandon, besides sobriety, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later? Oh, Born to Run just turned 47 years old. So happy birthday to a record! Uh, absolutely, like I said, it's my favorite record of all time. It's the greatest record of all time, in my opinion. Uh, pretty cool. 47, coming up on 50. 50, 50 years of Born to Run. I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to release anything special for it. I mean, really, 47 is just more of a number. It's not like some special thing anymore. I'm not like It's not like a special year. It's not like, oh shit, 47? That's the silver anniversary. I don't know the fuck these anniversaries are anymore. Is that yearly with marriages? Is every year got something? Or is it every like five, ten years? I don't know. I've never been married. So I don't know anything. Typically, I don't know anything. I don't know. Other cool thing though, um, I've owned my car for like 11 years, uh, 10 years, 10 years, 11 years. I finally just figured out how to hook up the Bluetooth in that car yesterday. I finally figured it out yesterday. So yeah, I am so proud of myself for that. You have no idea. I'm almost as proud of, of myself for that as the two-year sobriety. It took me 10 years to figure out this Bluetooth thing, and it was so simple when I did it. Now I'm like, oh my god, now I don't have to worry about auxiliary ca- cables. And, like, the auxiliary cables had had me, like, I don't know if they've just been fading over time or what's up. I have to have it, like, blasted to, like, 45, like, it goes up, like, 60 or something like that, the, the volume knob. I have to have it, like, 45, 50 sometimes just to hear the music, like, decently. I mean, I like my music loud to keep the thoughts out of my head. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I like, yeah, I said I like my music loud, but at the same time, like I had to keep turning it up. I remember when I bought it, it was like 25, 30 would i be at. Now it was like 45 when I got this last auxiliary cable, so I don't know what was going on there. But now all I've had is on 20, and it's still kind of loud. I'm like, nice, 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 nice. And I think I can hear one of the speakers. I may have blown, not like completely blown up, but I think there's a little bit of a rattle in one, which is not good. I don't want to replace it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it was one of those things, I'm like, oh, my car is basically brand new again, because now I can do Bluetooth stuff. I'm so happy. So happy. Good job, Brandon. Pat on my fucking back, man. <laughs> oh, we did uh, move up in the Lost Rewatch this week. We passed Homecoming, and the episode I was forgetting was Outlaws. It is Homecoming, Outlaws, and then In Translation is the gen episode of season one. It's, uh, you know, In Translation, and I think the second season they have found. In Translation, I forgot that was the name of that episode, but I forgot Outlaws, which is kind of, uh, you know, Disappointing because, on rewatch, Outlaws is a top, probably, I mean, top, definitely a top five episode of season one. Is it might be a top like twelve episode of the entire series. Outlaws is a great episode. Um, it's all about the uh, uh, Sawyer going to meet the guy who maybe ruined his life in Australia, and he's going to kill him. And then at the end, you find out uh, basically he got he got conned by the uh, what's his name Hibbs, played by Robert Patrick, T uh, two. Um. Yeah, and great episodes. Got that really cool I-never-seen between Sawyer and Kate. Where, like, they're trading I-nevers back and forth and it starts getting, ah, uh, it gets kind of a little hairy. Uh, you know, Kate, you know, I never carried it on a letter and blamed everybody else for my problems. Like, whoo Yeah. Yeah, Sawyer's such a great character. He is. You kind of want to be that guy. Good looking. Very, like, like you know, sharp-witted. You know, he's got nicknames for fucking everybody. Though, I mean, some of them, not appropriate nicknames, like he calls Saeed Muhammad all the time. Not, not the best. But at the same time, it was 2004 is a different time, man. <laughs> sometimes that's an excuse and sometimes it's not. That's like a weird thing, I don't know. It's like whenever you try to like, uh, judge people by today's standards to what they did back then. I don't know if you can judge the individual. You can definitely judge society but you can't judge the individual, I think. I don't know. What the fuck am I getting into? I don't want to get into that. It should be an episode about celebration and loving stuff, man. You know, bettering yourself, not getting bogged down in stupid, pointless bullshit. So let's not do it. I'm just so happy that I got the freaking uh, soundboard working. I mean, I didn't. Justin did. My buddy Justin. Different Justin. This Justin, I would never act like I forgot his name because I like him way more. (laughs) God, I'm toasting him. Um, yeah, he came over Wednesday, we hung out for a while, um, it's, it's always cool when musicians come over, because they always see my guitars and want to play my guitars, and then they always forget, like, oh yeah, you're left-handed, so I can't play your guitars, and it always makes me happy, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but it's cool to have him over, uh, we got the stuff working, I got the other microphone working too, so, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty ecstatic, took a second, got the music working, I think the levels are good, I guess we're probably gonna find out tonight, tomorrow, when I have to listen back. I'm like, oh, shit, this sounds horrible. Or, oh, shit, this sounds wonderful. And then also listening back, I finally caught that I've... Apparently, there's been sections, like, cutting out of the podcast. Usually not a lot. Uh, Like, usually, like, 10, 15 seconds sometimes will cut. Um, There was a big one last week, but I was able to catch it before I posted it, so I was glad I caught that. I was like, I went from, like, talking... Nicholas Cage. All of a sudden, I was in the middle of my rant about Armageddon, about how horrible that movie is, and God, it's so bad it is a horrible movie. Um, but yeah, I know. Like a couple weeks ago, like I, I, can't remember why I, had, I went back to listen to something for some reason, and I got caught up, and it was the Little League World Series stuff. Like it cut out what I was talking about for the most part. And it was just me ranting about kids being on TV, and it's mostly because it the Little League World Series and it's stupid. I guess the championship game was the day, so who gives a fuck? Ah, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, no, but yes, it got moved up to the Lost Rewatch. Um, I ended up getting halfway through numbers and realized I only want to watch like three episodes at a time, so I bounced out of numbers. I'll probably rewatch it because I kind of like started fading out because like right now I think my limit for a lot of TV shows is about three episodes or maybe like three hours or what would that be about 40 minutes? That's a little over two hours. Yeah, about two hours is my attention span for one TV show at the moment. So, you know, if I watch like a, you know, a 20-minute, I might be able to watch like six episodes and still kind of keep into it. By the end, I'm starting to fade out. of My attention span's starting to kind of fade from it. So I'm trying to stick with like about three episodes for a lost at a time. So I'm up to Numbers. I think after Numbers is Dos Ex Machina, which ends in, which ends in the um, plane falling off the cliff, and then there's Do No Harm. So I'm pretty excited. Numbers has got a really cool ending. Uh, Dos Ex Machina as a uh, great ending as well, it's a great episode with Locke, and then Do No Harm, outside of Exodus, might be the best episode of season one, Do No Harm is a great episode of television, because it's a Jack-centric, and like, almost all, outside of the stupid goddamn Tattoos episode, almost, a- like, every single Jack episode it might be a great episode of television. And once I get into later season, i have to reconfirm, but, outside of the... St- Stupid tattoo episode. I hate that episode. Stranger in a Strange Land. It's got biling in it. It's just the, the worst. It's the worst episode of Lost. Some people want to say Expose, which is the Nikki and Paolo episode, but nah. You know what? At least that ended with like you know characters that sucked going like dying. Like uh, Stranger in a Strange Land is just bad. It just it answers a question you don't really think needs. And it, it took a whole episode to answer what Jack's tattoos mean. I didn't need a whole fucking episode for that. You could have had, like, one, like, a random part of a flashback episode mention what his tattoos mean. And it's, I don't know, it's stupid. It's so stupid. It's such a bad episode. I I always dread, because, you know, I'm I'm not one of those that can skip episodes. You can't skip episodes. I said it's like that episode and uh, Fire and Water, which is a season two Charlie episode, is the two worst episodes of the series, without a doubt for me. Fire and Water, you know, Fire and Water could have been better if they would have paid off what Charlie's so worried about in that episode, which is like, uh, Charlie wants to, you know, whatever about baptization, but, you know, like, um, he's having these strange dreams. If they would have, you know, taken that, that episode could have been better in retrospect. But it doesn't really, like I said, they kind of dropped Aaron being overly important to the series. I don't know. Random noises. I don't know. I'm so enjoying the Lost rewatch, and I'm like, it's also the fact that I'm talking about it on the podcast makes me want to continue to do it. So that maybe because, like I said, I usually end up watching the first season, and sometimes I get like a bit into the second season, and I'm like, ah, I'll take a little bit of break, and then I realize I haven't been doing anything for with it for weeks. <laughs> so then it's like I want to rewatch and kind of get back into it. But season one is so wonderful. That's also probably why, because I absolutely love season one. Season two is great, especially when Desmond starts coming around, which I guess. Really, he's there at the beginning. Then he shows up at the end, and then you know, season three and season four has got the constant, which outside of the like finales of each season, usually, uh, might be the best episode. It really is a great episode. I think there's like a whole bunch of like internet articles written about how that's like might be the best episode of television ever made, and it's not far off. The constant's incredible. I know some people put like the red wedding. Uh, up there, I still think uh, the episode of Game of Thrones Season 1, Episode 9, that's with Ned uh, the ending with Ned I think that's better than the Red Wedding overall as an episode like obviously the Red Wedding is a little more shocking but I think the episode overall I think it's called Balor Baylor. Um, I think it's a better episode overall than the Red Wedding episode um, whatever the House of Dragons on the night, I don't know if I'll watch tonight, I'll probably watch it tomorrow sometime, I'll talk about it on Wednesday I guess, I don't know I went down to visit my mom this uh, week, went Thursday, went down early, came back up that night, good times. Uh, I watched Heat while I was down there with uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, Tom Sizemore. Uh, Let's see, who else was in that movie? Danny Trejo was in it. Um, Oh, It was an outstanding cast. Dennis Habert, McKelty Williamson, uh, Ted Levine. Natalie Portman, Ashley Judd, come on, I feel like there's one more person I'm missing who became like a pretty cool star, I don't know, but it was a great movie, Michael Mann, 1995, Bank Robbers versus Cops, I, no, it was, it's, it's a, I watched it, I'd probably say 12 years ago or something like that, like when I got to college, I started like, you know, buying movies all the time, and I bought Heat, and I watched it, and I wasn't that huge a fan of it, I don't know whether it was just too long or whatever, but i just like, yeah, you know, it's early on. Let me watch it again at my mom's house. And holy shit, great movie, incredible movie. The big shootout scene is incredible. It's a, it's a beautiful scene. Uh, not a beautiful scene. It's just like the sound is perfect. The just like the intensity of it. It's just, oh, man. Oh, and there's, oh, I can't remember his name. Ah, damn it. His name popped. His face came into my name, but the name did not. Shit. He's in Reservation Dogs now. He's been in a lot of things. He was um the Sphinx and Mystery Men too. Um I never gonna remember. But yeah, it was incredible. The performances, like the meeting, the lunch or the coffee shop meeting between De Niro and Bacino. Incredible. Um yeah, just oh, it was wonderful. It was yeah, I, I was really happy they ended up sitting down watching it. It's like two hours and forty minutes or something like that. It's Pretty, you know, it's got a pretty good length on it. Then I guess for the for a film, like for what it, like for what the movie's also subject about, that's pretty long for such a movie like that. Michael Mann's never for me ever hit that height again. I didn't really give a shit about Public Enemies. Um, I never watched Miami Vice. I do really want to though now because it's also like I said, I'm I'm kind of on this weird Colin Farrell kick. I want to watch Colin Farrell movies. You know, I will watch Alexandria again, even though that movie's too long and not great. I'd watch it. I might watch M. Bruce here soon, because I've talked about it so fucking much lately. I'll watch Seven Psychopaths. Uh, I might watch The New World, because that's a beautiful film. Just You know, it's one of those movies I don't you don't have to really watch. Um, I feel like that with a lot of Terrence Mellon movies, you don't really have to sit down and like, really intensely watch them. You can kind of just catch parts of them and really just... Because, I don't know, sometimes they don't feel like they're overall great, like the stories don't really matter. It's just more about the experience of the film. I don't know. I like Terrence Malick movies. Uh, what else did I do? I had some other notes here. Actually, that might be everything I wanted to talk about outside of sobriety. Like I said, thank you so much, everybody who's been reaching out. This has been like so beyond anything I could have ever imagined when I tried to get like when I decided, hey, maybe I should try to get sober. Um, getting two years is just mind boggling to me. It's been just, it's incredibly rewarding, um, I guess it's also something you could just take such great pride in, like, when I can just look back, because, you know, like I said, uh, I don't know, I always feel like with, uh, like, bettering yourself or things of that nature, it's so hard to see the actual progress progress because you see it every because you live it every single day so there's plenty of days where I don't feel like I've made any progress in the last two years until I actually really sit down and look and like maybe even write it out or just kind of like do the actual milestones in my head of like what has happened in the last two years and how far I have come it's just it's incredible and really I cannot think there's so many of you out there whether you even know it or not who have been important to this because there's so many of you out there that I never would have gotten this far without you and, uh, I can never think certain ones enough. Like I say, obviously the easy ones are my mom, my sister, my brothers, all those guys, you know, all, all like my family, uh, some best friends, you know, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go into like friend naming cause I don't want to miss one. And they feel like, Oh, I don't mean shit. <laughs> so I think it's fair. I only name my uh, family, but you know, I think uh, there's so many of, like I said, there's even people out there who've never talked to me about this stuff that, you know, I just, uh, seeing your lives out there just make me feel just absolutely wonderful. Like whether you have kids or whether you've gotten married or whether you've gotten a big promotion, whether you've got a great job or something like that, just like, you know, makes me proud that I call you my friends. Even like people I haven't talked to in like 10 years or something like that. You know, I never, you know, once you become my friend, you're my friend forever, basically, you know, I'm deadly loyal. Um, so I always want to see you do good. So when I see you do good, I'm, you know, even if I don't fucking say it because I can't stay in touch, I really am beyond proud of so many of my friends. And, like, I'm honored to call a lot of you my friends. I I call half of you my fucking family. Um, you know what I mean? So I'm just uh, – I really cannot, like I said, I, I, I struggle with emotional talks. <laughs> you know, I can kind of talk shit a little bit about it. But, you know, thanking people or just kind of being this open about stuff is still kind of hard for me still to kind of be this thankful to somebody without just kind of uh, wanting to kind of escape. I want to walk out of the fucking room right now. <laughs> feel so awkward talking like this. Um, I'm still like that. But, you know, just how many of you have accomplished so many great things, whether you know it or not? Like, you know, it's just, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, I have the best sets of, like, friends and family. It's just, it's incredible that, you know, I, that of time, I, for a time, that, you know, not just that nobody gave a shit about me, but, like, you know, nobody would give a shit if I was gone. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I knew my family would, but at the same time, like that, that's always the issue when you get into that, you know, there's the people who never deal with that shit, you know, who don't have major depression issues, who may just only, you know, have the occasional, you know, bad day or something like that, or, you know, never really get into these modes. Like I said, these can last for months sometimes. Um, some people, it starts and never ends, um. You know, those those people who tell you that, oh, the cure for depression is going out and take, you know, going for a run in nature. Fuck off. (laughs) Like, you don't have real depression. Uh, man. No, like, you know, I completely forgot where I was going with that. No idea. I went on a little tangent there, and now I'm lost. Completely lost. Anyways, like, uh, all you out there who just have helped... I said, so many of you have done it without even, like, knowing about it. Like, some of you have had your kids or anything like that. Um, your progress has meant the world to me. Um, oh, like, whenever you get... Okay, I finally... I, I, I found it. I found, I found the thread. Here we go. Uh, when you get deep into, like, a depression spell or just a... Uh, these types of high-anxiety spells or whatever you want to call them... Um, <laughs> Every, like, you have, like, a half of your brain is trying to be logical and reasonable and tell you, you know, things aren't as bad as they are, or, you know, not so much they're not as bad as they are, but, hey, we can get through this, we just gotta do this. And there's that other half of your brain, this fucking, like, monster that's just kind of eating at you or telling you, no, 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 it's never gonna get better. You're, you know, especially me, like, you know, it's all self-esteem, it's all, you know, self-hatred, it's all stupid shit that, you know, I'm working my ass off and trying to just control better, because you're never going to really fix that, I don't think, I think you never really truly fix that, you can only control it better, you know what I mean? At least, at least there's certain mind types that this, how it kind of is, you're never going to really fix it, you just got to con- learn to control it, and learn how to deal with it in more healthy ways, and that's kind of what I've been doing for the past two years, is being more healthy in the way I deal with things, and like I said, when I got sober, I'd never fucking, you know, I, things didn't get better overnight, I mean I was still I mean it I was like 2 months in I was having massive panic attacks still and wondering about checking myself in the mental hospitals um You know, I still have days where I just, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing anymore. Why am I doing any of this? But, you know, now I'm able to talk things out. Podcast has helped a lot in the past couple of months. But, you know, therapy has been absolutely wonderful. Having somebody who kind of knows what they're talking about, who has worked with people who have dealt with what you do. Because, obviously, you're never fucking alone. That's the important part. You're never alone in this stuff. Somebody has dealt with this before. Yeah, all the situation, like, all, like, the minutia, I guess, is unique to you. But you're not the only person who has that exact issue. So there is somebody out there who can help you. There's always somebody out there who can help you. Whether it's me, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a doctor, whether it's your family, whether it's your fucking, you know, your, you know, pastor, your priest, whatever. So there's somebody out there who can help you. You know, never stop looking for that help. Because there's always somebody out there willing to help. And that's, like, the thing is, like, when you I get that deep, uh, especially, like I said, I was in St. Louis, like, just staring out the Mississippi River, trying to, like, decide whether I should just, you know, end it or not. And I'm just kind of like, uh... You know, I think you know. Well, what would this do to your family? And th- like, that's what you know. The good half of your brain's saying, the other half is saying, who? Like, you know, they're you know, yeah, they'll be sad, but you know what? The burden of you is no longer on their brain. And you know what I mean? It's it's just like this thing is eating at the like the. Ugh. And then you just think of your friends the same way. I'm like, well, you know, they're better off without me having to worry about me anymore. And it's like, you know, I don't know. It gets uh, it gets scary a lot. Like I said, it hasn't been that way for years, like a couple of years. Like I said, I don't want to think all of it is on sobriety, um, but that was a great step to take. That was the great first step, a great kind of game-changing idea. I'm like, hey, prove to yourself that you can do something about it. You know, and the fact that it's been two years is just—it's been—it's been—it's quite a ride. So I am so happy to be two years sober. Um, hopefully, I can continue pushing positivity, and staying positive, getting better every single day is the goal, It's never, that's the thing, it's obtainable, but at the same time, you're never gonna get better every single day, there's gonna be days you fail, but at the same time, I've kind of, you know, the past couple years, I've learned, you know, just gotta keep fucking trying, try a little harder, and breathe a little deeper, man, Ugh. I don't know, man, it's uh, like I said. Thank you. I, that's all. I, I guess that's roundabout way. I just talked for like ten minutes to say thank you. <laughs> like I guess I'll, I'll never be able to say it enough. I really can't. I really can't say it enough to so many of you out there. Uh, except my friend Justin. He's the fucking worst. <laughs> Torch team. Torch team. I guess he he listens to the sports talk. I don't know if he's gonna get this deep into the episode or not. <laughs> Uh, so let's get into the songs of the week. I've, um, picked kind of a whole bunch of, uh, songs that kind of relate to sobriety or just kind of relate to my mental well-being and, are like, some songs that kind of reflect where I used to be. Especially, like, there's one song that I, I was listening to all the time back then just because if I sometimes want to listen to, like, more, not, not like, depressing, but it's kind of, like, a lot of songs that deal with this, that kind of mindset and somebody else who's going through it and stuff like that. But, the first song of the week... Let's see. Is a... Aren't they from Iceland? They kind of got big because they had a couple of songs on... uh, Game of Thrones. They're Icelandic, I believe. Sigur Rós. Sigur Rós. I'm not sure how to fucking say it. I'm trying to sound really cool right now. It's all Faltari, which is 2012. Um, You may know this song from... It's Always a Sunny in Philadelphia. The episode where Mac does his uh, pride dance and it's a great fucking scene uh especially when Frank's like you know who's been railing about how he just doesn't understand people being gay like the whole episode he just doesn't I don't I don't get it I don't get it and he keeps taking Mac to all these like kind of more um stereotypical gay stuff like he takes him to like a BDSM, sm like orgy thing you know what I mean it's fucking it's always sunny um they have like an over the top you know what's his name uh, Cricket shows up in like BDSM gear for to be on, the dance on the float and they wanted to dance in the pride parade and he's like I don't really think that's my type of gay or my type of gay what the fuck was that Brandon my type of expression for who I am and then he just wants to tell his dad and so he does this dance this uh, really emotional dance a beautiful fucking scene it redeems almost the entire Mac character in like five minutes the entire like you know because all the characters in It's Always Sunny are just irredeemable shitheads but, like, this one scene kind of redeems Mac the entire way. And then Frank just finally saying, I get it. I get it. Like, it almost almost makes you cry. You know, just finally understanding and kind of finally accepting, you know, not just, you know, Mac finally accepting himself, but also, like, Frank actually accepting Mac, you know. It's cool. I don't know how to say this fucking song's name. Varud? Varud? I don't know. I should learn how to speak Icelandic. I should do Icelandic throat singing. Um, yeah so this is uh, Sigur Rose oh man mm, i i no f- oh, it's a great song beautiful song that fucking outro is really next level uh been really cool if desert lights would have covered that back in the day <laughs> Oh, playing port city playing you know having Celia sing Icelandic songs would have been incredible <laughs> oh, I'd have been so happy I'd' have been so happy with that so uh, that was, like I said, that Sigur Rós, uh, I think it's Varud, I don't know. I'm trying to say it properly, because I don't, Varud, Sigur Ross. I don't know. I think it's Sigur Ross. I don't know. I'm trying to be cool. I am pretty cool sometimes, but, yeah, I'm probably saying it so wrong and being so disrespectful to Icelandic language. <laughs> uh, song number one of the week. Uh... I like how I have, like, the five songs in my head, but I'm like, oh, I forgot. Um, next song is from Jason Isbell. This is the song that kind of, uh, from Southeastern, that kind of took him to the next freaking level um, in terms of popularity. It's been covered by some douchebag, the, the country guy who said the N-word last year, and then everybody says, you know, so obviously his fans had to make him, like, number one in on the charts because they had to reward him for saying the N-word, you know, because, duh, like, I don't get it. Also, his version sucks. I listened to it once, I'm like, this sucks. I don't know, because covers are such a weird one, especially, like, kind of, like, it's very hard to pull off a cover like that, just because, especially because it doesn't mean anything to you. You didn't write these fucking words. It means nothing to you. Yeah, these songs, like, you know, I love these songs, but if I played them, there wouldn't be the same emotional side of it. I, I don't know. It's just weird. His, it's basically, his is just like a fucking... Cover version, it, you know, it, he didn't make it his own at all. I don't, I can't remember the guy's name. He fucking sucks. Um, yeah, but this is Jason Isbell off Southeastern. This is Cover Me Up, and um, I said this whole record is about getting him, you know, get himself taken care of and all that fun, you know, wonderful stuff. And he mentions it in this song and how, you know, I don't know. It's also one of those really sexy songs too. <laughs> I said, this is covered Me Up by Jason Isbell. I love the opening guitar. And also, Jason's just got this ridiculously great voice, too. Just because he was just coked up and crazy and, um, you know, drinking all the time, drinking bottles of Jack or whatever, you know. And like even like Patterson Hood, you know, yeah, we were a hard partying band. And like part of the problem was like Isbell was like twenty twenty one when he joined the band, and like Hood and Cooley had been, a, you know, they were like mid thirties at that point. So they partied a little bit differently than he's probably ready for. It. And um, yeah, he almost threw it all away. He made some solid records after they kicked him out because, like I said, he didn't like leave Drive By Truckers. They kicked was they kicked him out because of his problems. And, um, you know, he comes back, and then he releases Southeastern after getting sober, and holy shit, he's been, uh, fucking shooting, you know, he's been a shooting star ever since. He's gonna be in a fucking Scorsese movie later, I think, later this year. Good for that guy. So, uh, yeah. Happy for Mr. Isbell, cover me up, song number two of the week. Song number three of the week is, uh... Song I was uh, kind of, uh, alluding to a little bit earlier. One of those songs that, um... When I was kind of in my kind of negative headspaces in the days, um, there's a song that I would play a lot, just, you know, it's one of those songs where it's kind of like, you know, let me kind of wallow in it, because like, I'm just kind of done with it. And, um, I don't know, sometimes I like to listen to it again, just kind of, not so much like remember and kind of, I don't know, yearn for those days, but sometimes you have to remind yourself. Like I said, not all the time do, uh, every day is great, but you know, I remember listening to the song and just remember how much it kinda of represented who I was. This is songs by this band, I believe they're from Philadelphia, called Spanish Love Songs. Um, this song's called Routine Pain. That whole thing there, am I gonna be this down forever? Am I gonna be this dumb forever? Am I gonna be this gone forever? Am I gonna be this numb forever? Yeah, I think he wrote that directly for me. I can't remember the guy's name who wrote this song. I fucking love Spanish love songs. Really good band. Out of Philly. Uh, What's this fucking record called? Why am I cursing so much? Brave Faces, everyone. Um, came out in 2020, right? Yeah, 2020. Came out the fucking year that all the shit was going on. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Routine Pain there by Spanish Love Songs. Am I gonna be this down forever? Am I gonna be this numb forever? That's that's one of the other problems I kind of got into, It's just being numb to everything. Like... I always talk about, you know, reaching out to me. Like, two years ago, you could not reach out to me about anything. I was fucking numb to anybody else's problems. Just completely numb to my own problems, numb to everybody else's problems. And, you know, just um, can't take another summer in this place, and everyone in this bar is the same. Every where I look, it's just routine pain. I'm so sick of treading water. And, yeah, that's what it was. Is You know, that's where it kind of starts, is that, you know, the first few years I moved into Columbus, you know, it took me a while to get a job, and then... Once I quit Red Lobster, it took me a little bit to get in the Bear Burger, and then, you know, now, like, every single time it seemed like I would get a little bit farther along in a career path, and then I'd get my, my you, know, you know, I left Red Lobster just because I hated it so much, and then my mom had foot surgery at the same time, so I'm like, use that excuse to finally get the fuck out of Red Lobster. And then, you know, I go to Bear Burger and it seems like I'm moving on a good path career wise. And then, you know, the rug gets pulled out from under me. Then I'm trying to get back into, you know, restaurants and stuff like that. And they're telling me to start basically at the fucking bottom again. I'm like, I've just been, I've been up here, you know, at that point, I've been like three years or whatever in Columbus, two years, three years, whatever. And it's like, I'm just treading water and I'm not going anywhere. I'm turning 30 and I've done fucking nothing with my entire life. And like, this song is coming, you know, I'm listening to this song and it's just like, holy shit, this is just, I don't know you know, let me ruin my guts tonight, because I can't take this anymore, type, and luckily, like I said, I talked about it already a lot, two years ago, that was two years ago, and two years without fucking anything like that, you know what I mean, no drinks, nothing, and, uh, I even, (laughs) I had to do stupid stuff, because, like, I always worry, like, I have a slight worry every time I go to a bar, especially one that has, like, loud music playing, or a lot of people that, like, um, because I always order soda, water, limes. Typically, I want to order it myself because I want to say hey, it's soda, water, lime, and I usually say I'm sober. Just you know, kind of iterate that to the bartender so they don't fuck up my drink. So, like, Jr. was, you know, getting me soda, water, limes last night because I'm always, I have this tad worry in my mind that they're going to mishear him and do, like, a vodka soda or something like that. Or, you know, make it, you know, vodka, gin, and soda or something like that. You know, just say soda, water, lime, and they just put a lime on it. So that that's like he kept any drinks. I'd have to fucking sniff the drink first just to make sure <laughs> they did it right. <laughs> yeah, oh man. But Spanish love songs, great fucking band. You know what I mean? You know, I like how they also deal with. There's another problem I had. You know, you know, coming up on a couple years ago, I was coming up on thirty, and and never really given a shit about ages. You know what I mean? I've never cared, but I think it was like everything piling on each other, you know, losing your job, losing, you know, I was losing certain relationships, um, I was just kind of falling completely apart, and I was turning 30 on top of it, like, you know, all of a sudden, turning 30 became a fucking issue, and it never had been an issue before, but then it became one, just because of, you know, all the other shit happening, you know, let the guilt pass right through me while my friends are taking dives off of cliffs, and I just worry about the songs I'll never write, like, you know, like, I'm stuck worrying about the stuff that doesn't really matter or, you know, I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm not moving anywhere. I'm, you know, treading water while all my friends are just kind of moving on, getting their lives going, having families, getting married, taking vacations, doing all this stuff that I don't ever fucking do because I'm just, you know, I'm not successful and a uh, failure or anything like that. And that's like, that's one of the big issues with uh, social media is because, you know, everybody can put that kind of facade that everything's perfect or great going on in their life. Maybe hi- not hiding, but just kind of masking kind of issues with all these great things. It's a big issue with the piece-of-shit influencers out there acting like their lives are fucking perfect when they're actually, like, dog shit. Um, and this acting like, oh, all you have to do is just... Ugh, I don't fucking know. Fuck them. Um, and, like, that was also, you know, you start judging your own life based on others whenever, you know, I don't know. That's that's a big thing there. and I don't know. Uh these past four months, I've been so angry, I'm not all right, because, you know, when I get depressed, my anger issues pop out, and like I said, they never come out appropriately. They always come out on people that don't deserve it, so I usually snap at people who have no business being, the like, bearing the brunt of my anger issues, so I don't know. Great song, great song, great song to reflect on and remember where you come from sometimes. Brave faces everyone is the album 2020 Spanish love songs like I said I'm 90% sure they're from Philadelphia that song was Routine Pain so now we're going to jump into song number 4 this song is two, uh, released on the, the album it was on released 2 years ago today great companion piece for my own sobriety um, this is by Rustin Kelly this song is called Brave it's off Shape and Destroy this whole album deals with uh, Rustin's own issues with uh, substance abuses I mean he once OD'd on I believe heroin and um, he's made it all the way back uh, he's becoming madly successful I went and saw him last, i say November really good show uh, I really enjoyed it, this song's called Brave it was a great companion piece I didn't listen to it in, you know, until a few months into sobriety I finally got around to listening to him he had some great songs before that uh, Dying, I think it was called Dying Star yeah, Dying Star from 2018 was a really good record he's made some really good records what's the one before that? Halloween it was a good record too that I yeah. Um I absolutely bed. wonderful song here by Rustin. <sighs> Tough to I talk about it a little bit. Um or just kinda you know, without getting a little bit of emotion the in there. Um So I many beautiful lines, like you said don't give a damn what they may say I hope my mama called me brave in my weakest times and really that's kind of what I live for now it's just that you know that with all the stuff that I put myself through that ultimately like my mom can sit there and say I faced it all and uh did my best one second Ah, alright, we're okay. <laughs> Jesus. Ooh, it's, it's, uh, it's the power of music sometimes. Um, you know, that whole second verse, you know, I've already lost some years to addiction and the fear that I was worthless. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I've lost, you know, a huge chunk of my life to that. Like, you know, it didn't just start like two years ago. I'm not even sure when it started. I just remember one day waking up and I was depressed when I was, like, 13, or something, and I never talked about it until I was 31, and I spent, you know, that's some fucking 20 years without, you know, feeling worthless a lot of the time, and, like, losing so much over the years that, and, you know, <laughs> I'm just so happy I'm, I'm past, I'm not past that, but I've dealt with it so much in the past few years, and, you know, now... I just told you in the rest of that verse you know I hope before I go I just get to see my garden grow tall and purposed and yeah I just want to see everything I am you know planting now be able to grow and you know branch out and just yeah I mean you know you know I didn't give up to the darkness I fought with all my might and I never took for granted all the love in my life and that's how I hope I'm remembered when I die that's uh it's an absolutely beautiful song. Thank you, Rustin Kelly, for writing that. Like I said, it was released the day after I got sober, which was, uh, if, if only I would have known about it then. What a companion piece that would have been. Ah. Uh, you know, to have that to kind of sink my teeth into the, you know, literally driving back from St. Louis with, oh, what the fuck am I going to do? Uh, but yeah, absolutely beautiful. I got a little emotional there. A little emotional there. A little emotional there. Way to absolutely undercut, like, a really human moment there, Brandon, with some absolutely stupidity. Oh, <laughs> uh, Also, I've just realized I have not had the video recording this entire time. I only had the audio recording. So I guess this is going to be an audio-only version of the podcast. So good job, Brandon. So that was song number four, Rustin Kelly Brave off Search, uh, not Search, uh, Shit, uh, Shape and Destroy from 2020. Um, so that leaves us with the last song of the night. The last song of the night is a song for all of you who have been by my side for the entirety of my life. Anybody I've ever considered a friend, everybody I consider friends now, everybody I consider family, you know, all of us, we're all true believers in our own way, man. Uh, so this song is from The Bouncing Souls 2000, what is it, 2001 or is it 2002? The Bouncing Souls, some of New Jersey's best. I think it's 2001. Yeah, 2001 record. How I Spent My Summer Vacation. It's my opinion the best uh, Bouncing Souls song. It's the song that represents them the most. And like I said, it's not just for me this week. It's for all of you. This is True Believers by the Bouncing Souls. Let's get into it. God damn it! I love the Bouncing Souls so fucking much. What a great fucking track. For all of you, for everybody who's been with me, I consider you all true believers in our own way. You know what I mean? I've met some people, like that whole first verse, it's for all of you, you know? I've met some people along the way, some of them split, some of them stay, some walk, some walk on by. I've got some friends I love till I die, and that's so many of you out there. Thank you so much for being a part of my life. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. If you listen to it, if you don't, I don't care. You don't have to ever listen to it. i will never think less of you if you're not, you know? All these people I've tried to learn, some of them shine, some of them burn, some of them rise and fall. For good or bad, I have loved them all. You know what I mean? Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. I love the Bouncing Souls so much. Um, I love all of you guys so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Like I said, thank you so much for being a part of my life. Thank you. I cannot say thank you enough. I'm going to say thank you probably four more times before the end of this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So probably four more times. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, that has been... Once again, longest episode in the history of the podcast. Um, thank you. Once I said, I, I did it again. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. It's been a great night. It's been a great few days. Happy... <laughs> Soberversary to me. Happy whatever is important to you right now. Hopefully it's going great. Happy, you know, just anything going on in your life. I hope it's going great. I hope all of you continue to see great successes. I hope all of you continue to just continue to thrive, man. I hope a lot of you find your way. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have much else to say, but this has been Monster at the Pilot. This has been the Sunday night. We've got five songs of the week. We talked some sports. We talked some movies. We talked some TV. We talked about a lot of stuff. We had some real talk tonight, I believe. I think I said that at the beginning. and I think we I think I accomplished that. So, you know, good for us. We've all got there together. Um, yeah, so like I said, remember, if you like what you've heard, spread the good word. I'm on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple... Anchor, and Spotify. Like I said, I won't be on video form of Spotify this week because I forgot to switch the settings back over to video form. So uh, good job, Brandon. So if you know people who get their uh, podcast through those services, let them know. Like I said earlier, spread the good word. Let's see how far we can take this bad boy. It's been a good time. Keep continuing to do this. I'll be back Wednesday with the Springsteen Song of the Week. I need to do that with a cool vocal thing, don't I? No, I'm not going to annoy you now. Um, and then we'll be back with other ramblings. I think I might be a couple episodes deeper into the Lost Rewatch. watch I don't know. I don't know. I might be. I don't know yet. Don't know yet. We'll figure it out together. And then uh, we'll be back on video form on Wednesday, too. I'll get that switched over as soon as I'm done here. Um, other than that, like I said, one more time with feeling. Thank you, really. Thank you so much for anybody who's been a part. Not just anybody, everybody. Thank you so much to everybody out there who's been a part of my own personal journey to get to where I am now. Um, so many of you mean the absolute fucking world to me. And I can never say thank you enough. And um, with that, I will see you on Wednesday. Peace out, Girl Scout. Yeah, that's right. I still can't finish episodes, man. That's the best running gag on the show is I can't finish the episodes. Stay positive. Get better. Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. I'll see you Wednesday.